Season 2 of the Mental Remix Podcast. My name is Sabira Ngozi and I'm kicking things off with a bang. This season with a lovely tech entrepreneur, Rapalang Ravana. For those who don't know who Rapalang is, she is a powerhouse who has been featured on the cover of Forbes Africa magazine. She's been selected as a Fast Company Maverick. She's been named Entrepreneur for the World by the World Entrepreneurship Forum. She's been selected as a young global leader by the World Economic Forum and listed on both the Oprah magazine's Power List, O Power List, as well as the Forbes 30 Under 30 list for best entrepreneurs in Africa. Sure, what are you not doing? I feel like that's what I should be asking you because it seems like you're doing it Oh. <laughs> what am I not doing? Oh, a lot, eh? I'm not making it to a lot of the birthday parties, the good times. <laughs> I'm not making it to enough holidays and leave. There's there's a lot I'm not getting around to. Is it? <laughs> but yeah, no, it, it's, it's, I think it's so inspiring for me as a Black woman to see a Black woman making such you know, impactful moves within the tech space, especially since it's such a male-dominated industry. I don't know, you know, coming up in this industry, how was the pressure like for you? How did you, and how did you manage it as well? Because I can mm. imagine the, the pressures, I mean, taking this from a personal point of view, there's that imposter syndrome that creeps in every now and again. So how did you navigate stuff like that? Sure. It's, it's, it's always a long lifetime journey. I don't think one ever gets to a place where you're fully done. But I would say that I had some really good grounding um, at home in that, at, you know, with my parents, they didn't distinguish between a boy and a girl child and what they can or cannot do. And my mom herself, you know, was an electrical engineer from, from the 80s. And it's so she had a remarkable journey in a very much more male-dominated space than, than I am now. So I had, I didn't grow up with a suggestion that there was things I could or could not do. Everything was possible with hard work and focus is, is you know, what I had. And it was really only when I started my business and going out of the protection of my parents' home and boarding school that it became really apparent that, oh, there are things women are supposed to be you know, struggling with um, there are things, there's expectations around how a girl or a woman in tech is supposed to be or not to be, or in business for that matter. And eventually when you're in business as an entrepreneur, you know, you're in the cold face of meeting a whole range of people outside of your, you know, your personal social network who would have diverse views and beliefs around what is right or wrong and it, it was definitely a challenge initially there and i think this is why for me i've always been careful to make sure that i have people around me that can help me reason and, and reflect on what's happening around me and whether it's a business coach or a therapist or psychologist it's almost um become so important for me to check with someone did i hear what i just heard or am i interpreting it in a lens that doesn't exist Am I, did they, did they, what did they mean by those words in particular? And when we grow up, we kind of have this sort of thought that the way we perceive what's happening, the way the world works is the only way. And for me, in, you know, in my 20s, it was becoming much clearer that there are a million viewpoints on the exact same situation happening right in front of you. And you liberate yourself 
from a lot of the stress if you step outside of your own sort of mm. bell jar and appreciate that nobody else thinks like you truly truly nobody else thinks like you and when you're then more open to that and you better you're more willing to understand the motivations people have for thinking or doing something else than you might expect and when you are no longer hung up on a certain way or a certain reality then i think that reduces a whole lot of the the tension and the stress uh because yeah i think that's a big big source of stress and and you know i would say that you know i've got family members who are very who are still very much convinced that the way they see the world is the way everyone should see the world mm-hmm. and they are you know continuously upset that why didn't so and so do x and y z and from my perspective is that did they know why did you believe that they should have done it that way did you communicate it no but if you didn't oh but they should know like they should know on what basis right and right. it's this this assumption that we are fundamentally the same yes we have common values we've got common experiences but we are not the same um the same people can ha- grow up in the same house as siblings and have become fundamentally different people take away fundamentally different things about the relationships with family members so it's it's not at all the same and i guess i started dealing with uh, sort of challenges around whether a woman should be in tech by i guess for me it was wondering why would someone you know come to a place where they are challenged with that belief or that awkward you know i would still have meetings where you know even if i'm the founder in the ceo and even if i'm doing the presentation if there's a younger white guy or indian guy in the room the questions are you know directed at him even if he's an intern and it's his first day on the job or something but there's 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 definitely inherent assumptions around what i could or could not know and like i must say that you know through the therapy and counseling and talking through it i no longer get upset about people's views of the world i if if their views of the world limit them i can only feel sorry for them i i i can't say i take the pain on on myself and if it closes opportunities i'm just one of those people who believes in abundance in the world and that if if that person's on that wavelength and it's not going to work then there's other people on my wavelength and yeah. i'll find them and it's it's really not up to me to to force people to see a particular view either i love that i love that i see i, I can see that you you're raised by quite a role model if you said your mom was an electrical engineer can't begin to imagine what it must have been like for her back then. Yeah. Um I, I I love that you mentioned that you know through the therapy that you've done, you know, you've come to now kind of like brush it off like water off a duck's back when people mm-hmm. have these limiting beliefs on what you can and cannot do. And I'd just like to know, you know, what else would you account your success to how, in terms of balancing your entrepreneurial journey as well as your mental health? But besides mm. the the therapy, would you also do coaching perhaps? Mm. How did you go about it? Sure. So I, I, do a, I do do a number of things. You know, when I start the most basic level health and uh, exercise, you know, number one, my parents themselves are health fanatics. You know, we I didn't grow up with sugar in the house and we they are still exercising in that 70s so for me i've always had wow. that inculcated that you've got to eat well and you've got to look after yourself your body it's mm. the only body you're going to have in this lifetime 
and uh yeah my parents are a bit extreme in that sense so i have maintained that and i've you know other than a few years in varsity when you know i was lazy and enjoying the good times i've been consistently exercising almost all my life and and that has definitely helped everything from vigorous exercise like crossfit to yoga and pilates and running um i'm, I'm big on that and i'm very much aware of how i feel in my body when I haven't exercised, when there's tension and anguish, and I now know for sure that you know I can't do a certain, I can't do my best work unless I I process that anguish out of my body, whatever yeah the anxiety might be. So I do look at that a lot. I can't say I've been big on dieting also, but I've just you know eaten a lot of vegetables per se, and uh, I do try make conscious choices. Um, and the only sort of vice that I would say I take in more than I should is probably white wine. And because I know I have this vice, you know, I don't do the chocolates. I don't do the fizzy drinks. There were, there were, for me, it was about which one am I willing to, you know, give up? Which one is a last And fizzy drinks, yeah. biscuits, all of those things really do nothing for me. So I'm like, and I think, you know, it was just knowing myself that this is the one vice I'm going to allow myself. And yeah. The rest, I, I just, they barely, you know, come to mind unless I'm, you know, walk past somewhere and I see a great cake and I'll have it then. But I'm I'm conscious that I I can't have, you know, I, I shouldn't have stuff that is going to stimulate me in the wrong direction around yeah. me. You Don't know? overindulge in it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Everything in moderation. And that yeah, moderation. True. I'm a big moderation fan. So yeah. And then I would say that I am quite conscious of my energy levels. So when, you know, I know, for example, that I can't do more than a day, one night out or one day out on the mm. weekend, because then I'll be depleted by Monday. Um, then I don't pretend I can. It's very clear, you know, whether uh, it's my fiance or a previous friend or boyfriend, it's like there's one day I can do in the weekend. The other days are for me on the sofa or reading a book because that's how I recuperate my energy. And I've given up, you know, let go of being ashamed or feeling less than for doing what I feel I need. Yes. It, it, it gives me, it, yeah, I'm completely free now to yeah. do that. Because sometimes I feel like we have that guilt, like, oh my gosh, I should have woken up at this time. I should have done this. I should have done that by now. I should have responded to this email. Yes. I should have gone out. What am I doing? Exactly. So I, I've watched that, you know, and my friends know that they can't over invite me to things. Uh, if, you know, you, if you, I can't come out for a whole weekend of partying, I can come join you for, for something. And even when I join, they know I've got, you know, three, four hours in me of, mm. of good, amicable energy. And then I'll say, I'm peopled out, guys. I'm Ari. See you. And I'm no longer ashamed of that. There was a time, you know, in varsity where you're trying to keep up. Now I, I just honor my energy levels and I, I feel no guilt at all when, you know, people are like, you can't, you're a party pooper or what have you. So I'm like, it's all good, guys. <laughs> I'm happy with that position too. <laughs> it sounds like a, a healthy balance of setting boundaries and and you know listening to your body listening to what you know what you what you actually need instead of what you are expected mm. to do you know correct yeah that's that gap between who you really are and what you're expected to do living in that gap is hell of a exhausting and uh i am 
now at the older i get the easier it has become to yeah. do so yeah I like that. I like that. In terms of like, because now that you've mentioned it, I think like a lot of people now are gravitating towards, you know, I want the soft life, you know, <laughs> on your side, would you say you're cultivating the soft life? Because I feel like when you're in the tech space, you're kind of constantly fighting to an extent, you know, you're constantly striving towards being seen, being heard. How do you get doing that stuff? Yes. Yeah. So, you know, in my mind, I would say fundamentally, I can't say that I've ever subscribed to a need in particular for a soft life. I would say that I've strived for a meaningful life. Mm. And and for me, meaningful life is, you know, some soft times. I love, you know, taking in beautiful surroundings. Nothing invigorates me more than, you know, the winelands or beautiful scenery and soaking in the sun and having time to chill and, and chat to my friends. Um, but also to be doing work that is that is meaningful and that I don't hate, you know, waking up for in in during the day. So I would say that I that's what I strive for first. I don't know that I would be happy just doing nothing, you know, or just having fun. Look, every now and again I feel really exhausted. I'm like I could sleep for a year maybe i should take that sabbatical and i did take a sabbatical you know 2012 ish oh, wow. after my first startup and before i started rekindle learning because it you know had been seven years of full throttle work and no proper holidays so i really you know slowed down and did little bits projects here and there but could really you know get that three months of sleep solid yeah. that i just wanted to do so I would say that I, when I can take a break, I'm very conscious about it. And in, in moments of transition, you know, even when friends are leaving one job or, you know, leaving an industry or career to transition, I'll be like, it takes your brain three to six months just mm, to, to adjust. untangle itself yes. from whoever you were before. And I, I'm a huge advocate for taking proper breaks out because when, when you're outside of the humdrum and the pace, for that amount of time, finally, you come to see who you really are. And if you've got to give your time yourself those those moments when you can, it's, it's not easy. Um, but yeah, I can't even remember what your question was now. No, I like you cultivating soft life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, yes. I cultivate a meaningful life. And uh, part of that is having deep, beautiful relationships. And that for me is how I access the soft life. I don't know that um, I want to go to, you know, uh, the Wineland by myself per se. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really about cultivating some meaningful relationships yeah. in a beautiful context. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Because I feel like, I think we, we, when we, we tend to think of the soft life, we think this glamorized, you know, you know, mm. on a yacht sipping, God knows what, <laughs> some, <laughs> some fancy stuff. And, <laughs> but it, it, it sounds to me like, you know, even the little things, you know, the small things that they also count, they definitely count towards, you know, giving yourself that mm. softness and that authenticity that you need in your life to slow down and catch your breath. And I love hundred percent. Sure. And look, I'm look, I'm not saying that I'm above the, the good life. I've definitely done the Dubai parties and what have you and you know, overdressing and makeup and lots of fun. But and I think everybody 
like I said, everything in moderation, I think it's important as a human being to have a spread of life experiences. So when you're choosing to do something in a certain way, it's not out of ignorance. It's yes. because you have seen and now you can choose what works for you and what doesn't. And, you know, I know for sure that skills and makeup thoroughly exhaust me. So, you know, it's just not something I want to do all the time. You know, I might do it once in a blue moon, but it doesn't give me as much as it takes. So, and I, I'm glad I've had those experiences, a rich, rich life. And that allows me to really choose who I want to be and what yeah. I want. I love that. I, I absolutely, I can resonate with that because I have to say, so for my listeners, I met Rapalang at our company's Women's Day event and she came dressed in such a simple and yet so comfortable. Like I felt you look sophisticated, you look comfortable and I was like, wow, I want to be like this. <laughs> Comfort is a big thing, huge thing for me. <laughs> Like it's presentable, but it's it's just you can see yes. it at ease, you know. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, okay, definitely redefining soft life. Yeah, I do. I do try to to strive for that because again, the more I can stay close to to who I am, the less energy I expend, you know, being there or being out, and then it's more enjoyable for me and everyone around me, mm. you know. So. Again, I know I'm not, I don't have, I don't go shopping much. I don't have the best new clothes coming in. And I've learned that I actually wouldn't wear them on the occasions I've bought them. They just keep sitting in the cupboards and I keep going for my comfortable clothes. And I'm okay with not having, you know, the flashiest clothes because it's just not, one, it's not something I value and it's not something that makes me feel less than. I feel yeah. like I can access who I am and my personal power without it. Yeah, no, I, I, that, that is beautiful. That is beautiful. Now, for, for young, you know, black women or just any young entrepreneurs now trying to get into the tech space, how mm. would you, what words of encouragement or advice would you have to them in terms of, because it seems like now we're falling more into a hustle hard culture. Like you need to be hustling. Like sleep is for the dead. You cannot be sleeping. <laughs> you have to be constantly, you know, working, pushing. <laughs> What advice would you have for them so they don't fall into that, you know, that rat race? Look, I won't underestimate the amount of work that it takes to to make a business work. Mm -hmm. That that is not um, in dispute, and there's a good, especially perhaps if it's your first business, those three to five years need everything need everything from you, and after you've given everything, it's going to take even more. It's that's the nature of of the work. But at the same time, I think you must consciously choose what you're living without or what you're going to not need if you're, you know, investing so much in your, in your work, you know. Mm -hmm. So often when I think about, you know, the, the first seven years uh, running my first business, I, I was conscious that there are relationships I'm not building, friendships that I could have had that I'm, I'm not going to be able to have, yeah. you know, parties or things where... I should have been there, but I, but I wasn't because I had to work. And as, and as long as you realize you can't do everything, if you're doing so much of one thing, you know, something's got to give somewhere else and you've got to consciously do that. Otherwise keeping up on all fronts is, you know, near impossible. It's, you know, do you have time for a relationship now? Yes. Do you, all of these, you can't do everything at yeah. once. And when you try to, I think is when, 
yes, that, you know, in this period of my 20s, nothing else counts right now for me than, than the work. And, and the changes at different times. So while I believe that you must in total have a good, rich set of experience and have a balanced life, I don't know that I subscribe to the notion that you must, you know, only work six days, six hours a week and five days, yeah. um, six hours a day, five days in a week. And it, I don't believe that balance has to be in a day. I think balance is about the journey of your life. Um, and certainly that's how it is for me. I, I don't have a normal balance day when I'm in the thick of work or in the thick of, you know, launching a new product. It, it doesn't work. But, sure. you know, then I will make time later on. So if you're, yeah, I don't have, I don't have the balance solution for everyday balance. Um, I hear people have that, but I, I don't. Um, and I look at balance more in periods of over a year. You know, how many weeks have I genuinely taken off? How many books have I had time to read? Because I know that also tells me how much time I've had to myself to mm. reflect and rest. So it's, it's for me the balance over time as opposed to daily. I like that. I never thought of it like that because I would think then you, you kind of take it at one day as it comes. But it, mm. it's your method because that way you accumulating in a way to say, okay, this is where we think we're going. This is what mm. we need to work on then in the future. Uh, that, that exactly. You know, and the goal is to maybe take uh, three breaks a year, you know, it, it, like a seven day break, three of those a year or so. And I've gotten better. You know, it wasn't easy initially. I was, I've always been a workaholic, but, you know, I've now seen the, the huge, you know, lift and refreshing perspective and energy I have after a holiday to do mm. work that, you know, has been hanging for weeks and seemingly impossible. And on the day back, you know, I can do it instantly. Because now my brain has, you know, refreshed. Yes. So I've I've come to deeply appreciate that, you know, the human as a human being, you need Rest the whole important. cycle. You can't just, yeah, you can't just work. I like how you mentioned also that you, you know, you take into account the number of books you've read because they give you like mm. insight on how much time you spend to reflect. And interested to hear what's in your reading list, you know, at this moment. Ah. Uh. <laughs> Sure. So a love of books. Um, I'm a big audio audible fan. Yeah. So most of the books I, I listen to first and the books that I think are brilliant that like I have to highlight and what have you, then I'll order in print. Uh, and so at the moment, I'm going through Dying to Be Me by Anita Mojani. It's one of the most beautiful and affirming books I've read in a long, long time. This lady has a near-death experience from cancer and, you know, comes back from this near-death moment and brings with it, I guess, the conversations she had with her father and friend that had passed on and the new perspective that's brought for her about our purpose on life, the purpose of her own life and how to live in, you know, freer of these sort of expectations mm -hmm. or and truer to oneself. So I thought it was an incredibly beautiful book. I've actually listened to it twice now. Sure. Uh, I also read uh, Will Smith Will before the slap, <laughs> but uh, it was still a really good book. I was I also um, I had the audio book. So <laughs> 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 I was like, so good before the slap. Yeah. <laughs> 
now it's like oh, there's a bit of conflict between the book and this but you know what yeah. we're all growing we all have uh dips and rises i thought it i thought his book was incredibly well edited yes. and uh and i've also been reading i've got a terrible memory so actually i must look at my audible the other one that i have been looking at of late is uh atomic habits yes i just finished atomic habits ah. yesterday it's all about how you know small steps every day yes. uh, you know deliver those significant changes over time and how you need to work with your own brain to make it easier for it to do the things you want to to do uh so it's also very good about i think it's also a very good book and tool around mental health because mm. you know it helps you appreciate if you really want to stimulate or become this person or walk in this direction you've got to help your brain you've got to give it cues if you don't want to you know eat chocolate have you know fruits and apples around the house so that you know your brain can tune into that and eat that when it feels peckish you've got to help your brain with you know environmental cues to become or to adopt the behaviors that you want to to sure. adopt so that was really cool um and one of my other favorite books gosh there are so many oh viola davis finding me oh beautiful book oh i love beautiful it. book beautiful. i love i love hearing about people's journey and triumph the battle they fight within themselves yes. and in the broader world uh, it's it's a wonderful wonderful book um and a book that i listen to often is the four agreements um it's again very good i think for mental health and spirituality in the sense that you know some of those agreements you know one of them is uh not to make any assumptions to not take anything personally um and to be impeccable with your word i forgot what the fourth one is but for me those are really just amazing principles to live your life by that i feel like distance you from stress most of the stress you know is when you make assumptions about people seeing the world the way you do and most of the stress is when you take things personally uh you know these things so yeah i i love those kind of books too yeah i'll i'll definitely have made a mental note and i'll definitely take those books into account i i think it's been it's been lovely hearing you know you speak about how you know you it seems your business journey has been also a journey about mastering self and it's it's i think it's one thing some people tend to miss out when it comes to having to getting into that entrepreneurial spirit 100% it's and i always say that your it's it's unfortunate it's you know it's not emphasized as much but mm. your success as an entrepreneur um importantly is very much linked to your growth as an individual and if you don't do the personal growth you you're going to hit a limit in your business too because who you are you know translates into the leader you are how yes. you manage money in your business how you grow and develop and manage people in your business so if you are not aware of you know your shadow and we all have a light and a shadow every human trait has a shadow to it mm. you've got to you you won't be able to you know become aware of it choose a different course of action choose to behave differently when it no longer serves you to behave in a certain way and all of that comes down to personal growth if okay. you if you're not doing that work the business will flounder that is no true. doubt that is true no mm. i think you've left us with 
some very powerful gems to for us to consider right now. <laughs> and 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 we'll definitely, definitely, I'm definitely going to be taking this into consideration. I hope my listeners will be as well. And I thank you. Thank you so much, Rafaela. I think it's been such a beautiful Keep up the good work. Thank you. <laughs> after two years, this is the first time I'm having a guest after two years. So yeah. Oh <laughs> wow. Great. <laughs> Restarting it. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's all there's no there's no clock. There's no clock, guys. It's your life. Do it the That's way that true. resonates. Exactly. Mm. No. Appreciate it. Take care of cool. Have a good day. Bye.